Welcome to the Connect Her podcast for female entrepreneurs that are ready to level up personally and professionally. Here at Connector, we believe you are always one connection away from your next life-changing opportunity. So buckle on up and join us as we connect you with the most sought-after experts who will be sharing their exact strategies and experiences that helped them reach success. We're your hosts, Sam Conaway and Rachel Haig. We are the brains behind Connector, which is not your typical boring pitch-fest networking community. And we have transformed the lives of over 10,000 women through events, mentorship, and of course, connections. Let's dive in. Can I get a boo? Yeah. <laughs> and we are back with another Connect Her podcast episode. This one is probably Sam and I's favorite to record because we are answering the questions from the members in our community. And so we were going through all the different questions that you guys had. And one of the top things that we were asked very often was around our business partnership, how Sam and I are able to work together building this vision and what it looks like to delegate tasks to each other, to split up the workload, to communicate with each other and balance all the things. And so that is what this podcast episode is all about. We're just going to dive right in and get right to it. So go ahead and roll the first question. My question would be, is how you got over the fear of having a business partner. There's a lot of great things about it, but I can assume that it's also a very scary thing. You're, you're, you have to trust that you're both equally invested, equally motivated, equally determined, and you're splitting that baby right down the middle. So how, how do you deal with that? What kind of conversations did you guys have to overcome those types of feelings? How you got over the fear of having a business partner and what kind of conversations did you have to overcome that feeling? Whew. I feel like the fear of having a business partner can be very, very present. I tell the story all the time growing up when I was in school and I would do school projects. I did not want anybody else doing the project with me. I was the type of person that was like, nope, I'm just going to do it all myself because then I can know it can get done, whatever. But when it came to business, stepping out of school and running a business alone, it made me recognize how valuable it is to have a business partner. My first ever business, it was just me. And I was wearing all of the hats, every single one of them, like 20 hats. You talk about starting entrepreneurship and wanting to be an entrepreneur so that you can have freedom of time. And then all of a sudden you realize, holy crap, I have not just created one job for myself, but I've created a hundred jobs for myself, right? That's oftentimes what it looks like when you first start running a business. And so back in the day when I had my first business, I was wearing all of these hats alone. And so fast forward to when Sam and I met, and we'll get a little bit deeper into that story. When we started to discuss the idea of doing business together instead of doing business separately, it felt really good, to be honest. And of course, there were some fears that came up, but it felt really good to say, okay, I'm not having to do this alone. I'm not having to wear all of the hats. We can now take our two different strengths, all of the things that we're good at and support each other, and we can move a lot quickly with it. We can serve a lot more people. We can connect with different types of people. And there's so much value in building something as a team. So I think that was the the first thing that really came to mind for me. Yeah, and to piggyback off of that, some of the things that you want to look for in a partnership that you're stepping into or potentially going to be stepping into is 
similar goals, similar visions, because if your vision is, hey, I'm going to build this thing and their vision is completely opposite of that, or you have a little bit of mismatch in visions, those are something that you, that's something that you have to figure out along your path. Because if you're not going in the same direction, there's going to be that tug of war the entire time of, I want to do it this way. Well, I want to do it this way. So knowing your end in mind, something we talk about often, is going to be the first conversation to probably have. And then throughout conversations with your business partner or potential partner you're vetting <laughs> is to figure out their their morals, their ethics, and how they like to do business. What is their work ethic? And I'll tell you that work ethic is actually going to be a really big thing that plays a role because if you're someone that likes to grind, you're ready, you're in the startup phase, you want to make this thing happen, and you're partnered with someone that maybe is not on that same trajectory, maybe they still work in a job, or maybe they, um, you know, have an entire family and, and your work lives are a little bit different. That is something that eventually you, you can communicate, but you have to know if you're going in 50-50 and you feel like you're doing 90 and they're pulling, you know, 10 or 20 percent and you sign a contract or you talk about, you know, we're going to split the profits 50-50, stuff like that is going to cause that tug of war of, as well. So you want to know work ethic wise and time capacity that they have. Now, when Rachel and I met, which is really interesting, we were all in. We had a ton of time. We were both willing to stay out and make it happen. We did go through periods of burnout, too. So, you know, we had a lot of lessons that we learned. But then we started to grow in different directions. I started to have a family and a baby and a fiance and all of these different things. And so the work life started to change. And so we needed to recommunicate and rebuild our uh, entire business model. And sometimes people will not survive that. And so there was a lot of changes that were happening, but because we still had the same vision, because we still had the same morals, we still had the same ethics, we still knew where we wanted to go, and we figured out a way to systematize our business so it felt good and aligned on both ends. But if you don't have that, then a lot of times that tug of war is going to happen and you'll have a lot of frustrations. To piggyback off of that, your morals in your home life, nothing to do with business, also really matter. And I think that's a big reason why Sam and I have been able to not just start this business, but maintain and work this partnership over through so many different life changes is because we have the same morals outside of business. We understand I understand the things that she values in life, in family, in relationships. She understands the same about me. And so we're able to respect each other's boundaries and communicate those boundaries very often. I would say a business partnership is like a marriage, 100%. And people sometimes think that we're married. We're not married. She has a fiance, all of the things. But it is like a marriage because you are now seeing each other every single day. You're communicating all of the things, not just business, but what's happening in your life. I could show up for work one day and I could be having a really bad day at home. I could be having a hard thing that I'm working through around grief or mindset or something like that. And I have to communicate that thing to her so that she can understand why I'm showing up in the way that I am. And so when you have a business partner, you are literally in a marriage in the sense that you have to talk about everything. You have to talk about your emotions. You have to talk about your business decisions. You now share finances. You share a bank account. You share your your relationship with the taxes, right? All of the things. <laughs> you guys are now one when it comes to running a business. And so Sometimes it can be really easy in the beginning of running a business to say, I need a business partner. Oh, that person has the same goal. We're trying to serve the same person. Let's come together. But really vet that person on a deeper level than just business because you are going to be committing long term to doing life together in a way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you okay with them seeing maybe potentially some of your darker days? Rachel has seen my darkest days. And I, like she said, we have to communicate what is going on outside of the business world. Because if I show up and I am not 100% and no person shows up 100% for 365 days a year, there is going to be life that happens to you, whether that is grief, whether that is anxiety, whether that is depression, whether that is not pouring into yourself, whatever comes up, it will come up. And if you're not willing to have those hard conversations and you don't feel that trust, what is really great about our relationship is that our front, our business relationship is that there's so much trust there. I know that I can share something that's really hard and she will listen and she will try to her best to absolutely understand it. And same goes vice versa. And so if you don't feel comfortable sharing or talking or communicating or you don't feel like somebody's listening, think of it like a relationship. If you don't feel that, then the alignment is going to struggle. But on the other side of things, that is something we had to get good at. And it didn't come naturally or simple in the very, very beginning, but it's something that we were both willing to work on to make this thing happen. Another thing, so to go back on the original question around fears that do come up, I feel like there's been a ton of fears that have come up. And the best way to work through them, of course, is communication. We say it all the time, communication. Communication Communication is so important and fears will come up. And the biggest way to overcome that is to have open and raw conversation. If I'm feeling triggered by something that Sam does, I automatically, instead of projecting it on her, I have to take a moment and say, okay, what am I noticing? What is bugging me? And why is this affecting me? Because oftentimes it's a lesson that I'm meant to learn within myself. And then we come together and share, hey, this is what came up for me. This is what I'm feeling. This was maybe an insecurity I had or whatever the, the thing that's happening personally is. So communication is a big piece of that. But to go back on fears... I wouldn't even say it's a fear, but the number one thing that has come up for us time after time after time again on this journey is comparison. Because when you are in a relationship, right, a business relationship, anything, you are with that person 24-7. And especially when you have the same goal in mind and you are leading other people in a way that we are leading a community, the number one person to compare yourself to is the other person also doing all of the same things. And sometimes this would come up. She like posts an Instagram story and I'm like, why'd she say it like that? I could have said it better. Or how'd she say that so good? I wish I thought of that or different ways that we speak. And so we always found ourselves comparing ourselves to each other. And again, that's a lesson that we had to learn. It came from something within that we needed to work through. But that has been the number one thing we've had to communicate over time. And it has helped us grow tremendously. And like there is nothing too small. Like there is petty things that come up. Like how the hell did you get your cardio done this afternoon when I was sitting there writing an email? (laughs) You know, like I'm now instantly I'm angry because I didn't do something for myself. I didn't set a boundary for myself. So when Rachel says instead of being triggered and instantly coming at you saying or, or being upset and like formulating this story now in your head of Rachel doesn't care about the business or Sam doesn't care about the business because she set a boundary and she's doing this. Um, instead of that, think about yourself. How can you take the ownership of if I'm being upset and like it's a petty thing or a little thing? How can we look within to make sure you're fulfilling your cup first? And then how can you communicate, hey, this is why I acted a little bit weird today. I know it's super dumb, but I just want to tell you so we can get this off our chest and move forward. 
And from doing that, I feel like just that alone has helped us grow as people so much. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many boundaries that Sam has set, especially going into this phase of her life with now growing a family, where when we started, right, we both were like going at business. That was our only focus. Her setting those boundaries has helped me realize where I can set better boundaries in my life or vice versa. Things that I do helps her realize how she can make changes to her life to grow. And so from having this open conversation, it's helped us grow as humans in general so much. Yeah. So if you think you're going to get into a business partnership and it's going to be super simple, good luck. Um, (laughs) It takes work. It takes effort like any relationship. And one of the things that I like to refer to Rachel as, and maybe she doesn't know, is she's Uh a challenger. (laughs) I'm a challenge. She's the challenger of my life. And what I mean by that, and I think of it as such a positive thing. I think every person needs someone that's really close to them in relation that is a challenger, that shows them new perspectives. She's been able to push me past what I think I can do and open my eyes up to new ideas. I know that if I was going at it alone. I could only get so far with certain events or types of things that we do in our membership or certain styles of coaching. And because she brings a new idea that I never would have thought of, it challenges me to think in a different way that has ultimately allowed me to grow. And then on the darker side of things or the darker, I don't know if I want to call it that, but on the the heavier side of things, it's challenging to have those comparison moments. It's challenging to be struggling and watching her thriving at certain times. It's challenging to go through a new wave of life and see that, hey, maybe I don't feel as though, let's say motherhood for an example, I don't feel as though I have the exact same lifestyle that I used to and I'm trying to adapt to a completely different one. And I see you having this moment of freedom is what I would call it. And I'm not there right now. And it looks different and it's not bad, but I'm having a challenging moment taking myself out of comparing myself to you and stepping into what is now new for me and what is now good and great for me. And now we are different people. We're separate people. And so it challenges me in such a positive way. And so a business partnership should challenge you. It should challenge you to see new perspectives and you're going to grow so much faster because of it. We're going to roll into the next question. Go ahead and roll the clip. When you guys started Connector, where did the idea come from and how did you guys curate the decisions that you guys made today? Where did the idea of Connector come from and how do you curate decisions you make today? I feel like we've been in a rhythm lately (laughs) of decision making. Yeah, definitely. And where did Connector start from? Well, it all started from a whiteboard Actually, and a notepad. A notepad, notepad ripped out, messy, on a gym floor with spiders crawling around us and then on a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, so there was this synergy as soon as we met and we started talking about our goals and our visions. We both had different companies at the time. We just had this idea. It was like a, this little seed, a little spark, something in us that was like, hmm, what if we did this thing? Or you like to do this? I like to do this too. What, you know, you want to speak in front of people? I want to speak in front of people. You want to build community? I want to build community. So now it starts with a conversation. Well, what if we started to write down our ideas? So then we write down our ideas. Well, what if this was a business model? Well, then we start to write down a business model. Well, what if we went all in on this? And so it wasn't a decision that was made in a day. It was a decision that was worked on over time while we still had our our businesses and we slowly started to exit out of that and we decided let's go all in on this. And so the vision was clear. 
it took time to build that vision together and make sure we were both on the same page with it. But that's that's how it grew and started with a little seed, a little conversation that started to burst into we know we're supposed to do this. One of the things that we did literally the first day we decided to close out our businesses and launch what is now Connector was we sat down and we listed out what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses, both of ours, and we compared. And what we realized was Sam had a lot of strengths that were not my strengths. They were my weaknesses and vice versa. And so we were really able to complement each other in many ways. And then we had a lot of mutual strengths as well, which is what helped us see the same perspectives. And so from that, that is something that we use multiple times to grow over time on making decisions because we're able to understand who has the strength in this area to make this decision. And that's the person that leads at that moment. And so for me personally, the biggest thing that I had to learn about business partnership was allowing myself to take a step back when it's not my strength and allowing myself to lead when it is my strength. And because we've been able to form that relationship, I now know what Sam's really good at. And so if it's something that Sam really leads in, she makes those decisions and I give my input or vice versa. And we've been able to divvy up our work, which has also helped us not both have a drastic workload because we know who is focusing on what. Yeah, one thing with that, which is important is when making a decision, it's still like, hey, communicate. This is what I'm doing here. Check it over. I don't really need a ton of your feedback unless you would like to input some. But this is the decision. This is what we're doing. Because sometimes we have missed that step where we make a decision and the other person is left out of it. Totally fine, except for the fact if you make a different decision that is now countering that. Right. So we want to be on the same page with everything. But if she comes to me and she's like, I'm doing this, this, this. I'm like, cool. Sounds good. Thanks for letting me know. And now I know to proceed on my side of things, knowing this decision is made, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it all comes down to one thing, communication. But there comes a point where your business grows and scales so much that you both can't make every single decision. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to make a decision and the other person has to focus on other things. And that's okay. What we've realized is so important is when the other person makes a decision, even if it's a decision that we necessarily don't agree with, we need to back each other more than anything. And so it comes down to the conversation of why did you make that decision? What was your perspective that made you make that decision? And when we have those conversations, ultimately, if I make a decision and Sam didn't agree with it at first, once I'm able to explain why I made that decision and what my perspective was, she's now able to see that perspective and then we're able to move forward. So it comes to communication and it comes to backing each other no matter what decisions are made because our end goal is to maintain our relationship because when we maintain our relationship, we're able to maintain the community and the company that we're building. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, think about if you have employees or team members as well, and an employee comes to me and is like, well, Rachel told me to do this, and I'm countering that with something else. And she tells me, oh, well, Rachel said to do it this way. I will literally just be like, okay, well, then go ahead and do that and finish that up. Or I will, you know, send over a message and just ask a question. I will never go to employee and be like, no, that's dumb. Like, don't do that. And similar for now our employees, let's say they rubbed somebody the wrong way uh, that's in the membership. We'll take the employee side. We'll be like, okay, you know, I completely understand where you're coming from. And I'm sure that, you know, we'll back up our employees always or our team members always because we know that they put effort into their decisions and that we are the leaders of that too. So if they do something wrong, that's 100% on us. 
And so we take full responsibility in, in each of those categories. Yeah, when it comes to our relationship with each other or even our relationship with our employees, we know that every single person that has their hand in building our vision and building this message has this message, the growth of Connector, 100% in mind with everything that they do. And so if our employees make a decision, if we make a decision, we know that decision was made based off of the growth of Connector. We all have the best intentions in everything that we do. And so it always comes back to just understanding deeper why that decision was made and then moving forward. We're going to roll into the next question. Go ahead and roll the clip. How do you and Sam work through when there is a disagreement, a frustration, or you don't feel aligned with each other? How do you and Sam work through when there is a disagreement or frustration and you don't feel aligned? We kind of hit on this when it comes to communication, but I think, again, it just goes back to understanding why the other person is frustrated and what is frustrating you within, and then understanding why you have those perspectives so you can openly communicate, see each other's perspective, and then move forward. Yeah, so those perspectives, they weren't just born one day overnight. Those have been probably rooted from childhood wounding or things like that. So when we're growing up and let's say a friend of ours talked down to us and now whenever somebody uses a certain tone of voice, you're like, wow, and you feel triggered in that moment. What's important is if I were to come to Rachel and communicate, hey, I get triggered by this, this, and this, and here is why. Now she has an even deeper rooted understanding and she can be aware of it. And what I say is don't fix yourself because I don't need you to change your tone of voice or change anything. What I'm saying is I'm working through this right now. I would love for you to be aware of it. So when, if I shut down in a moment where a certain tone of voice is used, just know that it's because I'm working through certain trauma. And now she has a deeper awareness and most of the time she decides and makes that decision of, okay, I understand this about Sam, so what I'm going to do differently is this. And I may, you know, slip up and, and use that tone, but if she starts to shut down, I know what's happening. I know it's not my fault. I know where it's coming from. And so we go really, really deep with different layers, different levels. We take it down to the root and we help each other understand the whys. And when we could understand each other's whys behind root triggers, then that's when we had deeper compassion for each other and deeper empathy for each other. A great example of this is when we first held our first ever conference. We went from hosting events with maybe 100 people that were, you know, we had balloons on the table. We've told this story before. It was very lighthearted. There wasn't a lot to go into it. To stepping into conferences, right, it's not just us. Now we have a whole bunch of contractors. We have AV teams. We have music we got to talk about. We've got mics we've got to talk about. We've got lighting we got to talk about. We have way more than 100 people in the seats. It was a very hectic and chaotic day the first time we had ever experienced that. My history growing up was running martial arts schools where I was typically the only girl doing so at age of like 14, 15. It was a lot of other boys that I was working with. And when it came to working with boys at a, such a young age, right, when you're navigating an event, I would be a little bit demanding. I would bring out my tough voice because I'm this little girl trying to manage a whole bunch of boys. And so for one of our first events, that inner part of me, that child in me that used to run karate school events was like, oh, I got to bring this out because we're managing a lot. And so I was over here like, this person needs to be here. This person needs to be here. This person needs to be here. And I looked at Sam and I said, you need to be there. And she was like, oh, whoa, you've never talked to me before like that. And I had no negative intention, of course. 
And then Sam came to me and was like, hey, I've never heard you talk to me like that. Can we talk about this? Because it triggered something within me. Like it brought something up. And we were able to stop right there. And instead of getting frustrated with each other, instead of Sam being like, oh, you didn't talk to me in the right tone, we were able to communicate. And I was like, whoa, this is why I'm speaking in this tone. And then she was able to say, whoa, this is why this is coming up for me. I've had people talk to me negatively in a similar tone before. And we were able to communicate. And now we giggle about it sometimes when I get passionate and I'm moving people around. I call it passionate. It seems like you're getting real passionate right now. And I'm like, okay, let me tone it down, right? And so we're able to help each other grow from something that that was ingrained in us from childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I am more soft-spoken. I grew up extremely shy and quiet and back of the classroom. And Rachel is an amazing leader. She has a louder voice than I do. And she's really great at taking initiative and making things happen right away. Not to say that I don't make things happen, but I'm saying that she just does a really great job of being able to take a chaotic situation and be like, boom, 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 boom. Here's what happens. And so what sometimes is that trigger for me is I feel like I'm the shy girl again. I feel like I'm in the back of the classroom. I feel like I'm not seen. I'm not heard. I'm not understood. I feel like I'm going into my shell versus being able to step into my light. And so when I told her these things, I said, my intention is not to dim your light. My intention is to not make you less than the type of person you already are. I want you to stay strong and be the the person that you are because it is powerful and it is inspiring. My only thing is I'm working through this. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. I don't want to be this type of person. I know I'm capable of more. And so what I would need in this situation is X, Y, and Z. And so those conversations, again, like we said, it doesn't matter how small, it doesn't matter how petty it feels, it doesn't matter anything. My intention for her was to stay powerful. My intention for myself was to break out of this story I've been telling myself. And going in on the flip side of that perspective, when I am at an event and I'm managing all of the things and I'm going boom, 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 like Sam said, Sam being able to be that soft-spoken person, that calmer person, that more present person in that moment has helped us grow in so many other ways. Because when I'm going through the boom, 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 I'm not able to fully be present in getting in the right mindset to speak sometimes, getting back to that core getting in the zone. And so Sam is able to really step into that audience with that presence, with that calmness, with that connection, with that vulnerability, and kind of bring us back to that as I'm managing all of these different things. And then that helps bring me back into my presence to be able to step on stage and actually facilitate the event when that time comes. And so our strengths are so important because if we both were in that boom, boom, boom mode, we wouldn't be able to genuinely connect and be vulnerable. And if we both were in that that calm mode, maybe some other things wouldn't be getting done as well. And so that's how we've been able to utilize those conversations, understand each other and understand this dynamic, and then really use it as a strength of ours that has helped us tremendously grow. Stepping into the next question, now let's roll the clip. How do you continue to prioritize the relationships in your life over your work? How do you continue to prioritize the relationships in your life over work? So this one goes a little bit more deeper than just us as partnerships. I think as a partnership, the biggest thing, again, is communication. Like we have regular meetings with each other about life, like what's going on in your life, what's going on in my life so that we can face business in a good understanding with each other. But let's talk about other relationships other than business. 
Ooh. So if you have a partnership or a significant other or children or a community that you also want to pour into outside of work, I think that is incredible. Uh, For me personally, I do have a fiance and I have a baby and I have family and all of that and a dog. And so all of those pieces are very, very important to my life. And I want to nurture those relationships outside of work because at the end of the day, I love working. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I am partnered with someone who completely understands that. He knows my hustle. He respects the hustle and vice versa. We cheer each other on for each other's goals. And so that, first of all, is very important. And then on the other side of things is I can't imagine getting to the top or what you would think the top is and being completely alone. Being completely alone and not having your community around you, not having your support, because how lonely could that be? You make a million dollars, you make $10 million, you have the business of your dream, and nobody is there to support you, to love you, to share those experiences with. And so what we do as far as a significant other is we schedule a date night once a week, and this is very intentional. So I know my love languages, and I know that quality time is ranked one of the highest for me. Quality time So we make sure that that date night is very intentional because throughout the work week, sometimes things get crazy and hectic. And so we have a date night where it's just us two. And so if you have kids, love them. But sometimes you need to put your relationship at the very, very top. And that's how you can grow an amazing family. So what I have been told, I'm new to this. (laughs) So that's what I've been trying to do. We have dinners together Every single night where we get to talk about our day, we ask each other questions. We never miss a dinner together. That's important time for us. I'm doing cardio every single day. So we do our walks together at night and we talk about our day. We talk about what's going on. We talk about new projects. And sometimes we don't talk at all because I think there's still beauty in not having a conversation at all times and just spending time together. Sometimes I'm tired at the end of the day and just to have that person I can hold their hand while we walk and we and we get to spend time with our nine month old son like that's special enough for me and I don't have to talk at all times and I think that that's powerful too. So it's a non-negotiable. It's a boundary set where I know that I need to nurture certain relationships and I can't nurture every single relationship, every friend that sends me a message, but the most valuable, important ones I nurture every single day as best I can. Ditto. Exactly what she said. You know, it doesn't matter the amount of money that you make. It doesn't matter what you accomplish. It doesn't matter any of that. What matters is the people, the connections, the relationships that you have along the way. And sometimes it can be really easy to get lost in that. It can be really easy to get lost in your goals. It can be really easy to focus on growing yourself and pouring into your cup, which is so important. But sometimes we forget to nurture those relationships in our life. And that's a constant reminder that I tell myself all the time is how can you make all of the people that you prioritize, the relationships that you prioritize, non-negotiables, even if that's for two minutes. You call your mom for two minutes and you set the boundary of, hey, I only have two minutes to talk right now, but I just wanted to tell you that I love you. I hold it very close to my heart to have those conversations, even if they're very short due to losing my sister and stuff. And so take that moment to tell your family members that you love them or tell the people in your life that you care about them. Communicate how you feel about the people in your life and make it intentional. And I promise that two minutes that it took away from your workflow or that two minutes that it took away from your workout sesh is going to be worth it in the end because the relationships, the people in your life really matter the most. And when you pour into other people, they will pour into you and naturally it will fill your cup. 
Yeah. And I have friends outside of work and they know that it's sometimes really challenging for me to schedule a, a day to go down and have lunch with them. And so what we do is we send voice messages to each other. You know, I'll send a 10 minute voice message. Listen on your own time when you have the, the time and space and they'll send them back. And that's a really good way to kind of stay in touch with certain people as well that are important to you. We're going to roll into the next question and the final question on this episode. Go ahead and roll the clip. Why and how are you girls so badass? What's your secret sauce? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe we threw that one in there. Um, we just appreciate the women in our community, honestly. And my response to this is if you spot it, you got it, girl. Ayo. Ayo. You spot it, you got it. I would really say that our secret sauce is always diving into within. If we're talking about relationships today, we're talking about relationships with each other and partnerships. Everything that you project into the world is based off of something from your childhood. And so when you are willing to dive into yourself, you're willing to transform, you're willing to learn about the deepest parts of yourself and have that relationship with yourself, you're then able to impact more people. And so I truly believe that that is my secret sauce in the world. Anytime I've been able to transform somebody else's life, which I believe that I do in my conversations, is because of something that I learned about myself and I learned about my own journey. So having that relationship to self. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I don't mean this in a way, like, I know I have a lot of value and a lot of worth and I appreciate and I accept and I receive the the comment, but also like, I'm nothing crazy. I'm nothing like we ain't special, y'all. Special, <laughs> like I was the C student. I was back of the classroom. Like I barely paid attention. I had trouble making friends. I would stutter. I would turn bright red when I would talk to people. I felt lonely. I've had isolation, depression, anxiety, panic attacks. I've gone through the ringer. Rachel has gone through just as much, if not more, just moments of feeling broken and feeling like you aren't anything, like you aren't a badass, like you aren't special. And so if we can come out on this journey and just focus on authentically what is the most important things to us and just stay on that track and try to help the most amount of people along the way, try to balance our relationships, to, to take care of ourselves and to love people, that's all it takes. And I feel like that's all we try to do is to love people, to love ourselves, to take care of what we got to do and to, and to help others. And so... If that is you, you are a badass too. And if that is not you, you're probably still a badass too. You just about it, you got it. I will rest on my case on that. Yeehaw. We appreciate y'all listening in. This is our favorite episode is just answering your guys' questions. And so we want to do more of these. Please DM us your questions on Instagram. Those are the DMs that we check. You can message us personally. You can message us on the connector page. All of them will be below in the show notes, but we want to answer your questions about life. We want to answer your questions about business. We love being real raw and transparent and just sharing our journey with you guys. Thank you for listening in and we will see you guys in the next episode. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Connect Her podcast. We are your hosts, Sam and Rach. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to show your support, make sure to connect your friends with your favorite episode, leave a review, and download that favorite episode for later. And remember, you're always one connection away. We'll catch you in the next episode.